reflective, wholehearted, purposeful. Hi out there. This is Heather Vickery and you've tuned into the Brave Files podcast. Welcome. What if I told you that your stress could be the pathway to incredible self-awareness, self-love, and even success? Well, as a young woman, today's guest, Stephanie Weikert, experienced such tremendous anxiety that she literally pulled out her eyelashes and her eyebrows. But the story changed at some point because eventually, Stephanie realized that she did not want the life that she was living. And she knew that there had to be some way out. After a lot of hard work and a lot of creativity, Stephanie figured out how to use her stress as an opportunity to focus her attention on what she wants to think, feel, and do rather than resisting what's happening. So much of stress is about resisting the truth and placing shame and judgment. This episode is really about seeing yourself without that judgment and shame. It's about realizing that you can stay miserable or you can take ownership and create change. You have choice. The thing is, folks, you can change your relationship with stress just like you change your relationship with fear. My friends, when you flourish, so many other people benefit. And I want that for you, brave one. So let's get started because today is the first day of the rest of your life and I'm excited to be on the journey with you. You're listening to The Brave Files, where we share stories from people who've stepped out of fear and into bravery in every possible way. What we know for sure is that when we choose bravely on purpose, we choose bigger, we win bigger, and it's contagious. It's our hope that these stories connect with you and encourage you to embrace bravery in every possible way, day after day. Together, we can build a movement that enriches both our lives and our communities. The Brave Files is brought to you by Vickery & Co., a success and leadership coaching firm dedicated to helping you build a life and a business that you are absolutely in love with. Vickery & Co. offers group programs, membership communities, one-on-one -on -one coaching, VIP days, corporate trainings, workshops, keynote speaking, and so much more. Visit vickeryandco.com to get all the details. Imagine using stress as an opportunity to focus your attention and energy on what you actually want to feel, think, and do, as opposed to resisting what's happening. Well, today's guest has figured that out. As a young woman, her anxiety had her literally pulling out her eyelashes and her eyebrows. And now she uses a method that she's created called Make Peace with Stress to support herself in all of the ways. And she shares this simple, practical, and transformative method with as many women as possible so that they can stop struggling and start flourishing. I'm so excited to introduce you all to Stephanie Weikert. Stephanie, welcome to The Brave Files. Thanks for having me, Heather. I'm really excited for our conversation. I am too. I have to fully confess. So for those of you who don't already know this, before I have a guest on the show, I do a pre-call with everyone because I want to make sure you guys as listeners are getting a new story, uh, something that's going to light you up and inspire you and connect. And I had this great conversation with Stephanie. I'm, I can't believe I'm outing myself on this, but I have to do it and I have to do it right away. At the time, our puppy was really little 
And the approach to getting him to stop fighting was to like Yelp (laughs) when he barked. So I'm on the phone with Stephanie and I keep muting you, Stephanie, and um, barking at my dog. And then I do it this one time and I go to unmute you only to discover that I hadn't muted you. So I kind of very casually said, um, did you just hear me bark? Do you remember what you said? (laughs) (laughs) You said, you said, yes, but I thought you were just cheering me on. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I did. I assumed I had said something amazing. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was a real yelp. If you guys want to hear it, I'm not going to do it for you right now, but I did reenact it on TikTok. So if you want to go, you'll have to find me at Brave Heather on TikTok and you can hear, I, it was hilarious and I still am humiliated, but you were so graceful about it, Stephanie. So, so thank you for not holding my barking against me. that's great it was fun it was a lot of fun (laughs) oh my goodness it's so silly well I'm really excited to have you here um I you know we've done several episodes on anxiety and depression and I am committed to bringing new stories every week and we bring this one back because so many people experience different things and approach their depression and anxiety and OCD in different ways. And anytime we can bring a new approach to the table that might support a listener, I am here for it. So I'd love to have you kind of tell us your story from the beginning. We'll have a a great conversation about it, but fill us in on, on this version of you that was literally pulling out her eyelashes and her eyebrows. Yeah. I mean, I, at the time thought it was just sort of normal young adult challenges, you know, living on my own for the first time and juggling, you know, all the things um, Mm -hmm. that relate to that. My parents were in the middle of a divorce after, you know, 20 some years and, you know, life just felt hard and, And struggling just felt normal. (laughs) I thought it was just the way life was, you know, at the time. And I mean, Um, to some degree, struggling is normal, but then, but then where does it cross that line to, to being abnormal? too much. Yeah. 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 Well, I just, you know, I would wake up in, you know, with a sense of dread every Mm. day and, you know, just try to get through the day and, what you mentioned about pulling on my eyebrows or eyelashes was, you know, I look back at it now and I realize like, oh, it was just a, a nervous habit, a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. but it was very, it was very non-conscious. You know, I, I didn't realize yeah. I was doing it. And um, the experience that really changed my life was just seeing myself in the mirror one day and, you know, I think back about it and it, it really was a sense of, I was seeing myself for the first time. It's almost mm. like an out of body experience, right? Me looking at myself, looking at myself in the mirror. And I just had this little voice inside of me that said, so you can either stay the same as you are now and continue to struggle and be unhappy and, you know, have life be hard and uncomfortable all the time. 
or you can take ownership of your experience and change something. And every time I say that, I feel compelled to sort of apologize that, mm. of course, that's so obvious and it's so simple. But I recognize now, looking back, that that's the genius of it. That's the real wisdom of it, is that when we are in this constant state of struggle, we get used to it. We think that that's yeah. just how it is. And we forget that we have a choice. And also, I think that we get into patterns of making things more complicated than they actually are. So yes. that sort of very clear fork in the road, stay the same, stay stuck, continue on this way, or change something is it can be very liberating, right? To say, oh, well, obviously I don't want this. So I have to mm. change something. And then the question is just what and how and, and going forward from there. So at the time that really changed everything for me because I was in the soup of chronic stress and, and the resulting anxiety and depression and that, you know, destruct self-destructive habits, numbing, you know, all of that. And, and having that sort of line in the sand, it's either this or something different. And the something different means that you have to do something different was just a really clear message from, you know, God, the universe, <laughs> inner wisdom, whatever you want to call it. It was, um, it really sort of cut through for me. I really like that when you say it's either this or something different, but you have to do the something different. Right. Yeah. Right. I really like yeah. that. Take ownership. So how old were you when you had that, that moment in the mirror? About 27. Okay. So the, is there something, do you think, so I, I one of my children picks her skin. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the very, and she says, I don't, I don't know I'm doing it, but I know, I know she's damaging her skin and I, she looks in the mirror and I don't know how she doesn't go, why am I doing this to myself? But somehow she can't help it, but she's 15 and there's a big difference in being 15 and being 27. How much of like life experience do you think? I mean, it's unfortunate that it took that long for you to reach that point, but is there something in that you think where you, you just, you've gained some life experience and knowledge and you go, oh, now I'm going to choose differently. Well, I started pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes when I was 17 or even 16. Yeah. So it was a long, long journey before I sort of had that moment. And I really feel like that understanding that that yes there was the long journey right of of going through 10 12 years of you know of struggling before i you know hit rock bottom or hit you know hit yeah. the wall so to speak and also I never got the message that I could do something about it. I got the mm. message, you know, why are you doing this? Right. More of a shaming or a blaming or, you know, and, and so I would encourage you to That's encourage your daughter yeah. to recognize that even <laughs> though she's not fully aware of that, that she's doing it, if she starts to pay attention 
if she specifically mm-hmm. starts to notice when she's doing it. And that's the first step in the make peace with stress method. Awareness. Awareness. Jeez. Yeah. Then same for the brave that method. Moment, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then at that yeah. moment, she has that choice Keep doing it, stay the same, stay stuck, let that keep perpetuating itself or yeah. or do something different. And back to the story, that's exactly what I started to do after that moment in the mirror is I decided, okay, I'm going to stop pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes because I didn't have any, but I still sort of did like what your daughter's doing, like picking, feeling. And when I started to pay attention Mm-hmm. specifically to that one thing that and and give myself that opportunity to say oh okay in this moment that I'm doing it I can practice stopping myself and then that's what will create the 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 momentum mm-hmm. to change that so how does one do that? I mean, it it sounds simple. I always say the, the same thing about my work is these are all really simple concepts, but that doesn't make them easy. Simple is not easy. And if you do something subconsciously, how do you begin to to create awareness in this space? I, I do it, you know, when, with my clients and with myself with negative self-talk, but that one feels a little bit easier to write. Like, you know, if you're talking shit about yourself to yourself and you go, wait, come on, Heather, you're not really fat. You don't look like an old lady. Be nice to yourself. What's the opposite of that? You know, you can kind of talk yourself through that. If you're consciously or subconsciously and unconsciously picking at yourself, how do you decide to be aware? Yeah, well, I think that you, you know, do some things to identify the patterns that are sabotaging yourself or that are perpetuating stress. And, you know, there's tons of ways to to learn about yourself, to start paying attention to, you know, like I said, the first method or the first step in the make peace with stress method is self-study. And, Mm. and it's, you know, mindfulness. It's about starting to notice things about yourself without judgment to simply increase Mm. your awareness. And, you know, I think, you know, and you mentioned the self-talk, I, I, I have worked with plenty of people that don't fully realize that they're talking shit to themselves until they, you know, have a glimmer of it and then purposefully decide, okay, now I'm going to really pay attention to this. And your brain is so fascinating. Our brains are so, so fascinating. Absolutely. Because when you clarify something like that, like, oh, I, this is what I do. And now I'm going to start to really watch for myself to do that. Your brain rearranges itself to highlight that, to really become aware of that. Right. I mean, we see it in ways that don't feel so important. You get a new car and all of a sudden you see your car everywhere or you get pregnant and all of a sudden you see pregnant women everywhere. Right. It's because we're aware now and we see it. Yeah. All right. Well, so can you take us through the method. And then I'd love to hear all of the different ways that you've used it because we have stress. Like we are human beings, just like, you know, my, my book out is called fuck fearless. I, I, we aren't fearless. We aren't fearless by nature and fear is the only thing that enables bravery. And so, you know, we're going to feel stress. We're going to be anxious. Um, 
So I'd love to hear different ways that you've applied it and get some real life examples, but let's, let's hear the method. Okay. Well, first I just want to say, I love your book because (laughs) it has the same vibe as make peace with stress, which is that stress is part of life and fear is part of life. And it's just about changing your relationship to it, right? That's why my Mm. method, my program is called make peace with stress, because we are taught that stress is bad, stress is bad for your health. It's, you know, it causes heart attacks and cardiovascular disease, and it, you know, it's going to ruin you. (laughs) And (laughs) the fact of the matter is, is that when you think that you perpetuate it, right? You're, you're in a challenging part of your life and then, and you feel stress. And I use stress sort of as an umbrella term. There's so much that falls under that, um, in terms of our physiological reactions, but also our mental, uh, ways of, of, of judging and labeling and, and, and handling things, Um, But when we think that that's bad, when we think that that's a bad thing, we perpetuate it. That's right. And when you start to recognize that, like fear, your stress response is purposeful. It's there to help you survive. And if you really start to embrace it, it's there to help you thrive. It's there to show you when something is out of alignment with your ability to flourish. Mm. And most often in our modern day society, it's right between your ears. It's, the <laughs> weather, right? yeah. it's not a saber tooth tiger anymore, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's your way of thinking like, this is the end of the world for whatever, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this is going to ruin everything. Or this is, you know, whatever, you know, your way of thinking about things are, I can't handle this. That's a huge one. I'm not good right. enough for this. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm failing. I'm ruining my kids. <laughs> I, you know, I'll never oh, keep Lord. up. All I of feel these that things. lately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things I wanted to ask you about, but we'll get there later. When I, my very first coach used to say, all fear lives in the future. Unless there's a bear chasing you at this moment, the thing you're afraid of isn't happening to you right now. Yes. And well, yes, although like stress is a little different step on stage, right. To speak to people and it's something that, you know, you're not comfortable with. And so you're, you know, you're standing, you know, on the sidelines, getting ready to walk (laughs) out and, you know, your face gets red and you start sweating and your heart starts beating. And what you say to yourself in those moments make a huge difference in the way your body uses that. Well, because still that fear is in the future, right? Like the, you're standing on the back Mm. of the stage and you're getting ready, but what you're afraid of is what, that you'll screw up, that they'll hate you, that you won't do a good job. Those things haven't happened yet. Right. Right. And they, and what you, what you say to yourself in those moments will decide whether or not those things are going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go back to the make peace with stress method because it's super applicable in all situations. And and that's a good one. Um, So first off, I want to say that I'm a certified yoga therapist and the method is based in the time tested wisdom of yoga. 
Uh, I also feel compelled to say that yoga is way more than sun salutations and stretch pants on a mat. It's uh, a whole system that includes, um, you know, tools and you know, breathing techniques and physical mm-hmm. practice. Meditation is under the umbrella of yoga yeah. and a lot more. I feel just compelled to to share that. <laughs> At the time that I started using this practice, I didn't know it was yoga. And then when I discovered that it was yoga, I was like, that's what I'm doing with my life. But the, the Make Peace with Stress method is self-study. Or another way to think about it is noticing. The second step is surrender. Mm. Or another way to think about it is opening and then the third step is intention, mm-hmm. or if you'd like to think about it like this, welcoming, welcoming what you want. Mm. I love all of those. And you're right. They're very aligned with what, what I do with the brave method that, um, surrender has been holy moly. Like that's been, it was not my word of the year, but it maybe should have been my word of the year. Cause I have been. Yeah in a lot of surrender space. So talk us through them. I mean, we've, we've kind of talked about self-study. If you have more to add, please do, but talk us through the the three and what you mean when you say them and, and how can we quickly start apply? I mean, you've got lots of ways folks can be trained on this, but there's gotta be some quick start. Do these one little things. I'd love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, even though I like to share the the yogic practices of self-study, surrender, and intention, I also really teach them as a quick start way of noticing, opening, and welcoming. And you can think about that as an acronym, N-O-W, now, because that's when you do it. You can't go back and, you know, relive situations from the past. You can't go forward and, you know, figure things out that haven't happened yet. You have to use the method now and you can use it as a super quick mental practice. What am I noticing about myself? And specifically, what am I noticing that is resistant, uncomfortable, you know, not in alignment, out of sorts? Yeah. In in Make Peace with Stress, we really study the symptoms of chronic stress so that we can start Mm. to pay attention specifically to those. Like what we talked about with your daughter is, you know, becoming more and more aware of when she's doing that so that she can go to step two, surrender or opening. And the I think of surrender, you know, surrender often has a negative connotation, but Mm -hmm. really it's giving up the fight. (laughs) right and it's so in line with the stress response because the stress response is often thought of as fight flight or freeze but surrender is just giving up the fight and opening to that moment as the opportunity that you have to be intentional to Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. focus on what you do want so you know back when I started working with pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes, I would notice that I was doing that. I would bend over, oftentimes just sitting in a chair, you know, at my desk or whatever, bend over, 
sometimes I'd put my butt up against the wall. If I was in public, I'd often go into a bathroom and, Mm. you know, sit on the toilet and take a few slow breaths. And that can really be thought of as the surrender piece, like just releasing into the moment. And then I would talk to myself and say, at first it started off as you can stop yourself. You can stop yourself from doing that. You can stop. You can stop now. You can stop. Mm-hmm. And and because that's what I wanted at first. That's what I was really first trying to do was stop pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes. And as this method took hold in my life and became a force for, for personal growth and positive changes in my life, that inner dialogues, you know, shifted to, you know, you're calm. You can be calm, be calm, be calm, approach this from a place of calm Mm. or, you know, be brave or whatever in a quick moment, standing on the sidelines of getting ready to go out out on stage, you know, Mm -hmm. just trust yourself or whatever it is you need. And what's beautiful about that is that as you use that method, as you use it and, and continually, pay attention and open to your opportunity to be intentional, you get more and more aware of what it is you really do want and need. And yes. just like we said earlier about your brain, it you yeah. know, there's a, a part of your brain, the reticular activating system that really weeds out the things that aren't in your focus, yes. right? Yeah. And so as you focus more and more on what you want, what you want to feel, what you want to think, what you want to be, what you want to do, these things get more energy and attention in your life. And so they are more likely to, you know, to come to fruition for you in that moment and, you know, in a bigger way in general. I love that. I mean, thoughts become things. and Exactly. It's it's a little metaphysical, folks. It's a little woo-woo. I get it. But the study of quantum physics shows you that that actually is a real thing. And it's it sounds, you know, unapproachable, but it's really not. I, one of my favorite books on that, have you read A Happy Pocket Full of Money? No. It's a great book. It It is not really about money, although it is. Essentially, he says, you know, money, like everything else is a construct. It only has value because we've decided that it has value. So it's really just about creating wealth and abundance in all of the ways, but they, he teaches some quantum physics in a really approachable, understandable way. And it's lovely. Highly recommend it. Um, Surrender for me has been this exercise and, and you said it, in learning to trust myself, but also trust the universe. Like this is, I'm giving up the how. I, I'm not going to spend my time and energy worrying about how I'm going to stop picking my eyebrows and eyelashes or whatever it is. I'm just going to release to the into this moment and set an intention. I love that for what it is that I want to create and then live into that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So good. Yeah. It's so good. I meet so many women who just, you know, we talked about struggling earlier, um, that, that they're just struggling because they're resisting and fighting everything 
on some level. And often it's ourselves, you know, it's something inside <laughs> of ourselves, <laughs> right? Yeah, it is. That we're that we're really fighting. And when we're fighting ourselves, that's what our life is. That's what our life looks yeah. like. Is that everything, you know, it projects out. I would say the one common thread though that if you're listening to this and this is resonating for you, and I hope that it is, none of this works unless you decide you're ready for it to work. So and true. that is, is a really hard truth. I think, um, I have a, a, a colleague who just has fully said, I, I don't want to forgive. I don't want to move on. I don't want to get better. I just want to be pissed. Well, then you will. Right. And so yeah. until you have some sort of moment that says, oh, wait, I don't, that isn't what I want. It, it doesn't work. But once you've decided you're willing to try or, or I love, you're willing to believe in the possibility of something different. What is possible if I gave this a try and um, not have specific expectations, but just believe that something different can be your truth, then you can really, you can really kick ass with something like this. Yeah, so yeah. true. And such a great point. Because, you know, who is it that said whether you think you can or you think you can't is it Henry Ford? You're, You're right. right. I'm pretty sure it was Ford. Yeah. 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 So, Can you quickly share some different ways that you have utilized um, make peace with stress or now whatever you want to refer to it as uh, to make m major changes in your life? Yeah. So, um, besides stopping pulling on my eyebrows and <laughs> yeah, eyelashes, which and that, yeah, which was pretty major for sure at the time, you know, just, that just really taught me that I could, you know, take ownership of myself. Um, and it opened the door to, you know, to really just starting to pay attention. Um, I, I had melanoma, um, mm. which felt so big and so scary and so unexpected. And I just really used the same paying attention to the stories I was telling myself and trusting that whatever I would, would experience through it was purposeful. And, um, you know, and, and I had to really change my relationship with the sun, which was uh, more challenging than the melanoma itself. I'll bet and because I love the sun. I'm like a plant. I just want to be in it to grow. Same, same. <laughs> absolutely. Same. Um, I, uh, through parenting teens, teenagers and specifically okay. my daughter who is now almost 18 and getting ready to go off to college but she and she had doesn't a couple hate of, you she doesn't wow <laughs> you she win. did for a while <laughs> she did for a while but you know but that was another example of just really continuing to pay attention to my own inner experience and to work with that so that I could show up for her in the way that I wanted to, despite that, the fact that she was not showing up in the way that I wanted her to at all. Um, I would love so to have you expand on that, maybe possibly because I'm going through that. I don't know. Yeah. But also I think listeners could like, what does that look like? When your so, teenager is an asshole, right? Like they, they yes. are cranky. They stomp around. They don't want to listen to you. They think you're stupid. Yeah. Uh, they're just, it's not pleasant. Yeah. What do you do? Well, well, I think for me, it was that a lot of what she was going through 
felt triggering to me. I Mm -hmm. saw her experiencing the things that I experienced when I was her age and how I didn't handle them (laughs) well Mm -hmm. and how it sent me into, you know, a lot of mental health issues. So you're worried. I mean, as a parent, we see that and we worry. Exactly. And so recognizing that, you know, and then, and then the opening piece was really about like, it's okay to be worried. You, you're worried because you care Mm -hmm. and, and you care because you want what's best, but what is best? Is it best for me to try to control her behavior and teach her that someone outside of herself knows better is that really what I want to teach my, you know, blossoming <laughs> adult daughter? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, you know, so, so just continually paying attention and let, and, and, and letting go of the resistance that we have to that experience, right? We, we, we suffer when we want things to be different than what they are. Mm. And so when we start to, allow things as they are to be and just clarify for ourselves the way we will be in alignment or integrity in that moment, what we really want to do, then we feel better and Mm -hmm. we can show up in a way that is right for us. And that has a, a trickle effect. Not immediately, not necessarily, you know, doesn't mean that your teenage daughter is all of a sudden going to be like, oh my gosh, mom, you're setting such a great example. I think I'll, (laughs) you know, I think I'll manage my nervous system the same way you're doing right now. No, no. My daughter literally hates the word brave right now. She hates it. She's like, it's a dumb word. I don't want to be brave. Okay. All right. 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 Yeah. It's a challenging time. I mean, hormones and, and, Mm. you know, life is, life is really confusing. And at that time, right. You're trying to figure out who you are and you got a lot of outside influences. So for me, I, I came up with a mantra for myself and for my daughter that she hated at the time, but now she repeats it back to me which is that I, you know, I'm always there for you. I will always tell you the truth Mm. and I will never judge you. I love that. I'll never judge you. Right. And, and, and I, I started understanding that back in her, you know, 14, 15 year old, 13 to 15 year old self, when I was practicing the make peace with stress method to say, what do I want? What do what do yeah. I want? Not for her, not for the outward situation, yeah. but for me here. What do I? How do I want to show up as her parent? I want her to, you know, I want to show her that I'm here. I'm not going anywhere, right? She yeah. can do whatever it is that she needs to do, and I'm still here, and I'm not judging, and I'm honest. I'm telling I love the truth. that. It sort of um, feels like the. Um, oxygen mask effect analogy at work. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it really is. And um, I saw this thing once that stuck with me and it's about, you know, get how much I think women and mothers really are givers 
you know, that's a generalization. I'll, I acknowledge that, but we tend but to it's have pretty this. Accurate. Yeah. yeah. We tend to have this giving, you know, we want to, yeah. we want to help. We want to give, we want to give. And when we do that from, when we give of ourselves so much, we can very easily get depleted and, you know, get to a place where we don't have anything left to give or we're giving from being less than full, so to speak. And when we, when we focus on what we need and what we want for ourselves first, it sounds really selfish. And I know that there will be people who hear this and are like, what are you talking about? That is not okay. Totally important. But when we fill ourselves up first, ultimately we are giving from our overflow and not depleting ourselves. And our overflow is, is generous and, and, and delicious. And when we really keep filling ourselves up and we really keep checking in with ourselves first, not only are we showing up in the way that we want to intentionally, purposefully, but we do really set examples for those around us. And I'm specifically thinking of our teenage daughters Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, giving, giving to yourself and what you need first is really key because, you know, in those moments where they're really, you know, struggling and confused and, and it's hard to, you know, narrow anything down the gift of just checking in feeling, what do you need right now? What do you need? Even if the answer doesn't come, asking the question is huge. It really is. I mean, that's a gift, taking the time to ask the question. And if you don't know the answer, then going, okay, how can I figure it out? That's That's such a gift. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. This seems like a nice transition into, because that is, there's so much in that, in in recognizing the power of that and choosing to step into the power of that. To me, that's one of the ways we can empower ourselves and anybody who's been around me long enough knows that empowerment is an inside job. No one gives it to you. You're the only one that can empower yourself. And that is a lot to celebrate. And so I'd love to find out from you, Stephanie, what are the different ways that you like to celebrate those successes or those moments that feel good, big or small? Oh, it's a great question. And at this point in my life, the answer is giving myself credit. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's really a huge shift and a a big celebration. Mm. Um, You know, you asked me the ways in which I was applied, applied the make peace with stress method in my life. And we got sort of stuck on the teenagers that I'll just quickly go back to. I got sober, you know, after just really having to admit to myself that I was abusing cannabis and alcohol. And, Mm. um, and I also in my mid forties acknowledged to myself that I'm gay and left a 20 year. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually how I first learned about you, but that's another story for another day. But I, um, (laughs) you know, at, you know, so, so giving myself credit for, you know, the wins, the, the, mm. the, the times when I chose growth 
over yeah. safety, you know, perceived safety, perceived comfort. And I say sure. it that way specifically because there was nothing comfortable or even really <laughs> safe <laughs> about mm-hmm. being closeted in, in a marriage and, you know, a whole life that was not in alignment with my truth. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel all of that. I remember those terrifying moments. I That was when I lived my best fear-based life, right? Like, oh, I, I can't, I don't want to hurt this person. I don't want to try that. What's, what's the least risky thing? I'm sure you felt yeah. all of that. So we, what we thought was safe was so harmful. Yeah. Truly. I love that celebrating by giving yourself credit for like the yeah. shit you've done, man. Right. Like I, right. I did this. Yeah. And we talked earlier about our brains and how, you know, those things, the way that we think about things really affect what we see and how we label and judge Mm -hmm. and and perceive ourselves and the world. So giving ourselves credit is, is, you know, it's good to do. And also it changes our brains <laughs> to help us feel more brave, to help us feel more courageous, to help us recognize that. And this is what the make peace with stress method really did for me in the beginning. Recognize that I could take ownership and just let that yeah. be you know, truth. enough and the truth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's absolutely beautiful. And I've never had anyone give that answer to the celebration question, no. uh, which brings me a lot of joy because I want people to hear this and recognize that there are so many little ways to acknowledge and celebrate and bring more gratitude and things to celebrate into their lives. So this is just yeah. wonderful. What is your favorite charitable organization to support? Mm, it's Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, One Tree Planted. I love this organization because they just really focus on planting as many trees as possible all over the world. But I specifically love trees because I feel that women, in a lot of ways, are like trees. They have the Mm. roots you know, in our families, histories, in our, um, you know, sort of the, the elders and ancient wisdom. And also we branch out, right? <laughs> when women flourish, so many people benefit. And, mm. and trees are like that, right? When trees flourish, there's massive benefit to the ecosystem, to, you know, oxygen, to the, the quality of the soil, to all the, you know, beings that live in trees and that need trees. There's just such a far reaching positive effect to trees and to flourishing women. So it feels really in alignment with my work. I love that. That's beautiful. So they'll be our charity of the week. We'll give them some love. And folks, if you're listening, we'd ask you to do the same, whatever that means for you in this moment. Stephanie, will you share your three words with us one last time? I would love to. Reflective, wholehearted, and purposeful. Mm. Those are lovely, lovely words. I often come to the end of the conversation and say, tell me why you picked that word. 
But I don't feel like we need to do that today. These are lovely. So much of the work that you've shared and that you're doing um, and you're helping other people do is about that reflection piece. And for those of you who don't already know this, reflection is a part of my Brave Method as well. It's one of the three R's. And so I love that. And I can just feel your heart. I can just feel Mm. it um, through the conversation you're listening, folks. You can't see Stephanie's lovely face, and I can, but you just glow, and you can just tell that everything you're sharing comes from such a deep-seated, soul-centered, wholehearted place. Um, so Thank lucky you. to have you out in in the world sharing this and doing this work, and it does feel purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's lovely. Thank you. Stephanie, can you tell folks how to reach you, how to connect um, if they're, if they want to know more or, or they would like to work with you, how can they do that? Yeah. Make peace with stress.com. Got a blog full of, um, podcast interviews and, uh, ways to apply the make peace with stress method to things in your life, like procrastination and insomnia and all of that. And, um, and I work with individuals one-on-one and I have a group program that right now is specifically for women entrepreneurs who are mothers and Mm -hmm. overwhelmed with juggling all of that. I love it. Thank you. My pleasure. So we will put that in the show notes as well so everybody can find that. Stephanie, thank you so much for spending some time here with us today. Thanks for having me, Heather. It's been amazing. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that just as much as I did. Now, I don't know. Right now we know. We're aware, right? We're So we're going to go out throughout our day and we're going to go, oh, how can I use this now analogy? How can I, oh, what am I sensing about myself? And I hope that you Really stay in touch with that element of yourself, folks, as you move through the day and the weeks ahead. Thank you for being here. We will be back soon with a brand new episode. But for now, this is Heather Vickery reminding you today and every day to go out and choose bravely. Bye. You've been listening to The Brave Files, stories of people living courageously. Visit us at thebravefilespodcast.com to learn more about the show Find our show notes and access full episode transcripts. And we'd love to know what you think of the show. We invite you to connect with us via Instagram and send a DM. You'll find us at the Brave Files podcast on Instagram. Our music was created and produced in a custom collaboration with Matt Lewis from ML Creative Consulting, a boutique firm dedicated to helping clients identify their unique sound and amplify their brand with custom delivered soundtracks. Special thanks to everyone on Team Brave, from our audio engineer to our producers, associate producers, copy editors, writers, and support team. The show wouldn't exist without them, and we are eternally grateful. I'm your host and executive producer, Heather Vickery. Thanks for tuning in.